Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the truth sits. Ain't concerned if it's believe that. It's the corner where the truth sits. We need your two cents. Keep that. It's the corner where the truth sits. Ain't concerned if it's believe that. It's the corner where the chicks sit. We don't need your two cents. Keep that. Ba 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 bum ba bum. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? You fumbled up the rock, and so we are running. And when we cross that line, you know that we ain't coming back. We bout to break through the tunnel, cause you know that we already won. We done better upon our son Zoo. You on the wrong side, way before her too. Take a hike, for you find out how to turf it. Get to dashing, cause you done on the war feet. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Chief Concerns. We've got our host, Eric Warfield and Jason Dunn. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? All right, all right, all right. What's going on? So, uh, I, Jason, I know we talked about the brackets last week. Uh, is your bracket still alive? My, mine's busted. Mine's done. So, You know what? It, it's still alive because all the teams that, you know, was upset, all the upsets and whatnot still didn't make it past like that third round level. So I, I still have teams that, that are in it, are still in it. So I'm, I'm still doing pretty well, still doing pretty well. Of course, I didn't predict all the other stuff, and all the craziness. So gotcha. E, did you end up doing one? I know you, you, you were hesitant on doing one. Did you end up doing yeah, one? I didn't do one this year. Yeah, the, uh, I think the most shocking one to me was the, well, obviously Oral Roberts going to the Sweet 16 as, as they are right now. And uh, uh, the Abilene Christian over Texas one, that was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's. And who was that? Uh, is it the Loyola? The Loyola Chicago. That, yeah. That's, they got a really good team. I don't know if it's uh, the uh, the coaching or what. And I saw yesterday they're talking about the coach uh, had a chance to to move up and go to Indiana uh, on ESPN. But shit, he's done a good job over there. And, and, and uh, they're Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, they just come man. They put, you know, they 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 kind of contenders, you know, kind of every year, man. They they usually put a team together up there. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it was last year, well, two years ago, yeah, maybe two three years ago, they were they were still like another team that was, you know, yeah, because that's that that's when that old lady, uh, I can't think of her name, that's when she kind of that's right was that little good luck charm. Yeah, that's right, that's right, Sister Jean. Yeah. Sister Jean. Mm-hmm. Apparently they had her like uh, she she like has her own scouting and stuff. She like, scouts the other teams. She has her own breakdown of stuff or her own reports. And <laughs> um, hey, whatever helps. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the cool thing about March Madness. You know, you get schools like Loyola Chicago or Roberts. People talking about them, which you know, yeah, you know, some people may have never heard of. Um, but uh, enough about college basketball. You know, we're, we're going to be glued into uh, Chiefs offseason moves. You know, uh, unfortunately, um, as most Chief fans out there know, we haven't really made any moves uh, since last week. We've re-signed some of our guys. But um, we're going to get into uh, Chief concern number one here. Um, so one week into free agency and really not much has been done. Um, guys are turning down offers. Guys are visiting, but turning down offers. And I think this is what where Chiefs Kingdom has kind of gotten scared of is the fact that, you know, we thought we had Mahomes. We thought we had the big draw. Everyone's going to come. 
people are coming and visiting and they're turning it down. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, we offered a, a one-year deal with more incentives that Pittsburgh offered, but instead he ended up choosing to go back to, uh, to Pittsburgh. Why do you guys think players aren't signing with us? I don't have an answer. I can't understand, seem to understand uh, uh, why you would want to turn down a program, not long well, program like that, but uh, uh, a team like this. I mean, when you have so many pieces that uh, that fit with what you do and what you're trying to do, and, and yet they're uh, uh, not even a playoff contender, but a Super Bowl contender, uh, to give you that chance to add that hardware to your sub, you know, to your supply. But why wouldn't you want to come play with Mahomes and, and, and a high-powered offense? Um, I don't get it. So uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the uh, coaching staff not, you know, selling it right the but you said we offer more money and incentives uh for juju even though i don't think he's a hot pick though so just because it's him i wouldn't necessarily say you know uh, we're losing out on you know great players heck juju to me uh hasn't lived up to what he was supposed to be after ab uh left so we have we had that conversation already so he's not a that big of a, a playmaker i mean obviously he could be placed within our office but you know, that's, that's his loss, the way I see that. Um, you know, there's a lot of young talent that's in this draft, and I don't know if we're looking forward to, to see what we can get out of that uh, and, and just move forward to saving money that way. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not over yet, so there's still a chance we can pull somebody out from somewhere. You know, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a couple of factors, actually. <clears throat> I think one of the factors is, you know, and you got to think about how guys sometimes feel. If you already have guys that, that are already established here, that are already stars, which, you know, you already have a star, you know, star study power here with Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill. And then you coming in, you're thinking like, well, now all of a sudden I'll become the fourth wheel in this whole deal. So sometimes, you you, you know, you got to take a back seat to understand what the market's going to do around you. You know, is, is my name still going to be able to carry on if I come over here and I already got these stars? Am I going to be the guy? And all, all guys, look, they're coming from teams. You're going to have a big eagle. You want to be the guy. I mean, that's that's how it works. And so, But, again, it's like I don't know if we're just making this about Juju and why he turned down. Because, again, to me, Juju wasn't – isn't he wasn't that good. He wasn't the prime primary receiver at, at, at uh, Pittsburgh. Like well, the new guy that stepped in. I can't – who's the young guy that they had? De uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, so Chase Claypool as well. Chase Claypool. Chase, that's what I'm talking about. So he was their playmaker to me. Juju was just trying to fill his hype with TikTok stuff. So, I mean, yeah. he, he, he's not the, the player that he thought he would be or the, the Pittsburgh still thought he would be or any other fans thought he would be. Well, but, well, the thing is, everybody crowned him that way after A.B. left, right? So that year that he, he had more catches and stuff than A.B., and he was the guy, he was really the number one guy you know, that, that propelled him into that, that, that conversation of being, you know, look, you, you, you're a one, you're, you're, you're a one. So when you go out to free agency, anywhere you go, you're going to be that guy. And so just talk to him in particular, I think that may be one of the issues just with him. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll address maybe the other issues why teams may not be signing with Kansas city. And I think it has a lot to do with what you can get in the draft. So why I'll go ahead and use all this money up for people that, may come in and, and just sign a one-year deal or two-year deal, and you may not get what you want out of it. When you can just bring in a young guy, look, there's, look, there's a lot of talent. As, I, mean, I was just kind of looking at the guys that are projected. There's a lot of talent in 
the areas that of need. Okay, tackle is a need. There's a lot of uh, offensive tackles out there that could come in and, and, and absolutely start from day one. There's a lot of edge rushers that could come in and start from day one. And so there's a lot of receivers is one of those, those, those positions that you can get a receiver from anywhere and make him a guy because you got the guy back there throwing him the football. All you had to do was catch it. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason is because the Chiefs are looking at it like, look, do we want to spend this amount of money and invest this amount of money into a guy when we can just get these guys for a low amount of money and keep our capital here with us as opposed to giving it to them, right? So that, that's what I'm looking at. And, and look, we know during this year, everybody was going to ask for a high ticket. Everybody's trying to hit that one-year deal. They're trying to get that one-year, two-year deal and hit, hit teams over the head. So I think that's it's, it's part of it, man, and the Chiefs are no different. Yeah, it was beyond, I guess for me, it was beyond Juju Smith-Schuster. So it was Kawan Williams, the cornerback from San Fran, uh, Melvin Ingram, um, who came and visited. But both guys came and visited. And then we had interest in T.Y. Hilton. He ended up signing with uh, Indianapolis, so he re-signed. Uh, and then Trent Williams was, the, was kind of the big one we went for. And then he ended up getting that a bigger bigger contract from uh, San Fran. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, so, so J.D., are you saying that you think we're, we're low-balling guys? We're like not we're – not, we're not obviously giving them a lot of money. Is that why people, guys are leaving? Or is it lack of interest sure. they're leaving? I, I think I think it's part of it um, because, you, you know, you are going to be playing for a championship team, two, you know, a team that's been to the Super Bowl two years in a row. So why would – like you said, that's the incentive. You want to win a ring because, you know, we, we know that's what it is. So you're going to earn money becoming a, a Super Bowl winner. And so – you can lowball guys are coming in like, look, you're gonna come to a championship team, and we just at you. You're just gonna be at a piece that can help us get there again this year, and hopefully make us take us over that level. Now, do we want to pay you the type of money that you're asking? Maybe not, because who's to say that you're gonna come in and you're gonna do more than what Tyreek Hill is doing, or you're gonna do more than what you know some of these other guys out here doing? We we don't know if that's gonna be the case, and so I, I think you know. Save your money. Go to, you know, what's going to get a kid out of college and invest in the future. So you can keep a, a kid there for five years, right? And not break the bank for having it. So I, I think, like I said before, man, these, these guys know what they're doing. And, you know, some some guys, look, the devil that you know is better than some of the devil that you don't. So, like you said, these guys go back to their old teams because they knew, like, well, shoot, out of free agency, ain't nobody trying to give that money up for them like that. Yeah. And the big scheme of things, it's always like, you know, we sit back as spectators and fans and former players, and we all have our opinions on what we think the team should do. And we all seem to get upset with what they don't do. And then we bring somebody in, it's like, oh, well, we get him. Until all that plays out throughout the season, we can only be fans and spectators. That's it. You know, we're not in that front office making those, those decisions. Those things are playing way ahead of time. I guarantee you there's a big, there's a, 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 a slick board in that office that they have numerous names on it. Some checked off and some that are still up there, and what they're valued at and what they could what they can bring to this team. We just sit here and discuss our opinions, which is kind of irrelevant. Basically, the Chiefs are gonna go with what they have on that slick board already predetermined. And if it's something within the draft or in the free agency, they're gonna make that decision. It's just we have a show that we debate over certain things, and this is a part of it. And even as fans, they use their social media to voice their opinions on what they think the team should need, the direction they should go, the money they should spend. And it's all, again, it's going to be irrelevant. 
because when it all comes down to it, it's going to be up to Andy Reid and Veach and some of those other coaches uh, to see what they have come up uh, for whatever game plan for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and this kind of topic kind of leads us to our, our next concern, which I guess, so a part of the reason why fans are getting so upset and everything, and I think a new ter- a new term has been coined, you have Chiefs Kingdom and then Chiefs Kingdom. That's been the new, that's been the new one for people who are dogging Brett Veach uh, for not signing guys. But what does it say to you that pretty much every report that's coming out, guys who signed, for example, the one that I, I read no reports on was Josh Reynolds, the receiver from the Rams. He ends up signing with Tennessee. Then after he gets signed, he said, oh, yeah, well, uh, Kansas City was offering me. They, they brought me in. They had interest in me. It seemed like every report is, has the Chiefs linked in some fashion. Now, does that show that Brett Veach is eager to sign somebody or is that we're just desperate to sign anybody? Uh, I, I wouldn't call it desperation. I mean, that, that's, that, you know, free agent comes out, you, you're shopping around, right? It's like going in a grocery store. So you, you're looking who's available. And so your agent calls you like, like hey, the Chiefs call to see you know, what we are able to do. Uh, they're interested. Well, it don't necessarily mean they're going to bring you in. They just might have some interest in you. So they got to go and just see who was who, who all out here. So they're letting you know, look, you're on our mind. Before you even think about going to other places, I want you to think about this organization, what we've done before you go anywhere else, right? So maybe you have a preference for it, but also understand the preference that you have, there are conditions when you come here, right? Where you may not get that money, the free agency, like you want. So, yeah, it's good, you know, for guys that you hear it, like, hey, yeah, the Chiefs was, they was asking about me. It, there's several teams that's gonna ask about, just, you know, yeah. free agency. That's just, that's how it works. I agree. I mean, again, to say desperation, man, we still have the the, the draft coming up. You know, you got two days to pick at a, to, to choose over a whole bunch of young talent that has the potential to be Hall of Fame players. You never know. And again, it's like people sit there and boo about who they get, and all of a sudden it's Jay when those when those same guys go out to be playmakers. So uh, you just gotta put your trust into what we have in the front office and and uh, see what outcome comes from those players. Yeah, and, and just just for me, and I think in this off season, I think it's also something that I forgot someone tweeted was saying that by saying by telling your team like let's say for example Trent Williams for example it was you know he was trying to he was trying to leverage the Chiefs against the Niners right and I think a lot of these guys were saying oh yeah the Chiefs are interested in me it's like oh okay you could you might you might take less to go there let me up my offer is that you also think that plays a part in it too by players making sure that gets out that the Chiefs are interested in, in that player absolutely right it's, it's, it's your bargaining tool right so you know, you don't bid against yourself, but the one thing you want to be able to do is let the other team know, like, hey, look, you know what? This other person's courting me over here, too, you know, and can you match their offer? And, you know, that's just part of the business. So you're going to take, look, if y'all don't match the offer, I'm, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Y'all know yeah. what I'm going to do. Shoot, I'll go over here and give them what they want, and then maybe you have to play against me twice a year, maybe once a year, so you, you, you know you're going to miss out. So... That's yeah. This is that's just part of the business of knowing that. So you you got it. You got that's 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 the bargaining aspect of doing this thing in free agency. You know. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always interesting to hear your guys' takes on this kind of stuff because I mean you guys were in, in the thick of this. I mean back in the day. So um. I, I, I'll give you an example. So I, I'll do this. I went up to New England when I was a free agent after I had left Kansas City. I was I was about to leave. This is when they first when they first Super Bowl. So I go up there and they, they, you know, court me and I 
go to dinner with uh, uh, Charlie Weiss, you know, talking about all the great things. Jason, oh, you're the greatest thing. And we want you up here to do this and do all that. And then when it came down to the contract to sign, well, then all of a sudden they, they ain't find the money that, that we needed. You know, well, we ain't got this much money and stuff. And I stood up, appreciate the, you know, <laughs> the little meal. I'm on the plane. I'm back. You know, I'm gone because it just it didn't fit. They didn't have the money. They they quartered me. Said all the greatest things. All you 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 know you the best ever. You know, kissing me. Hey man, that's all talking until that contract comes down to it. <laughs> hey, if the money ain't right, you don't sign it. So and that's funny. At the time, they they were like the Chiefs of back then. Well, this is before they won their first Super Bowl. So that was that was like two thousand three, oh, okay. and so okay. they and the thing is they won it the very next year, and I was like, yeah, got it. But I, yeah, look, it, it worked out. I, I was fine with it. So, you know, I, I you know playing with the Chiefs, man, was was a great experience, man. You know, so I, I loved it, uh, and, I, and I, I was where I was supposed to be. They put it that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And, and hey, I'm, I'm happy you you didn't you didn't side with New England. So. <laughs> um, Okay, so our next concern, this kind of ties to, is, I, I love free agency because there's so many nuances that happen, right? Um, and this past this past week, uh, Tyreek Hill uh, had been kind of skewered by some some fans. Some fans defended him. Um, so <laughs> Tyreek Hill uh, talked to Fox 4 News in Kansas City, um, and he said that the team did ask him to rework his deal, but he said that after talking with his family and his agent, Hill decided that he wouldn't be in his best interest to do that. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what, believe this or not, like, I ain't gonna get too, too much details on it, you know, the Chiefs did ask me to restructure, but, I mean, me and my family, like, we just thought that that wasn't the best situation for me, you know, so, it is what it is, like, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm just here to play football, you know, like, I just let my family and my agent deal with all that, because I feel like if I get into that, and then all the fun will be taken out of it for me, you know, so I just want to play ball. Gotcha. So you just assume not contract. I, I, I just don't get into all that. Once I sign, I'm signed. No, I don't want to get into that no more because it's a hassle. Are Tyreek Hill's comments on not restructuring a big deal or not a big deal at all? So we look at a situation where uh, we just had this conversation last week when we talked about how uh, we released Schwartz and Fisher. And like how the team is, the team is out for one cause, and that's to win a Super Bowl. You know, when they cut ties with you, they're cutting ties, and it, it, they're not going to give you the full amount of that contract. So once you're done, you're done. You know, if there was the loyalty that we thought that there's like the family loyalty, you know, if we release you, okay, we're going to give you the rest of this contract. Okay, I'm fine with that. That ain't that ain't how it happens. When you get released. Everything's cut off. So I can't fault Tariq to say, okay, you just cut one of our longtime guys that started here, great career here, and, and he's done. No more checks, no more nothing. Uh, I don't know my situation after this season. I don't know my situation for the future. I know what I'm tied into right now. Uh, would I love to help my team in any way possible? If I was 100% guaranteed to to see the majority of my contract, possibly. I don't know. I don't know what kind of involvement that they had in this contract. But when I when I'm sitting here with kids and a family, and unsure of a career that is not guaranteed on contracts, I do want majority of my money up front, or to see the majority of my contract that I signed for, because when the time comes, 
you're going to get rid of me just like you got rid of every single other single person. You know, I'm not sitting here tied into a half a billion dollars like Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, I'm not guaranteed to see another contract if I get hurt or something uh, bad happens to me. Uh, so I can't say that I don't see his point or reason with him, uh, especially, you know, he's still young. He's beyond gifted. Uh, been one of our biggest playmakers for the last two years well, since he's been there and deserves, I think, every penny that he's getting. Now, we look at what our other two stars have done. Patrick and Kelsey have taken those uh, restructuring contracts. And so we think that since they did it for the team, he's supposed to do it for the team. And I don't think that's fair. Right. right. I, I agree with that because I, I, I believe that's what it is. So it's, it's, it's almost one of those things of like, hey, look at all these other players doing it. Why don't you do it? You know? Hey, look what they did in Tampa Bay. A lot of those guys restructured their contract, you know, just trying to make it work to bring up the guys in. Why don't you go ahead and do it? And so, you know, a lot of it does go into that of saying, look, I talked, I spoke to my family, talked to my agent, and I got to do what's in my best interest. And so the reality is you got to know your value. You, you have to. And look, he's, he's not in the position where he has to do it. That's the thing about it. You got Tyreek Hill. He's like, look, I don't have to restructure my contract. For what? Like, why are you asking me? Look, there's some other guys over here that's making a whole lot of money, ain't doing what I'm doing. You know, you need to be looking at them to restructure their contract. And I can name a few guys on the, on, on the Chiefs that's making a whole lot of money probably need to be restructuring before him. And I'm sure he made it, that, that point up as well. So, yeah, he's just like, look, now, you, you know what? Hey, I'm good. What I'm making is, is, is what I should be making. Uh, like you said, he's no guarantee, so I'm, I'm going to make sure that the money is what it's supposed to be. You know, no disrespect, because it's, it's all business. Hey, it's, it's, yeah. look, it, it, look, you're doing your business, I got to do my business. What's in the best interest? Because at the end of the day, after I leave here, y'all going to get another Tyreek Hill or try to find another guy to replace me. And it's just how it is. You know, I, I learned that a long time ago, man, just that's – Will Shield said it the, the, the best. He said, as soon as you get here, they're trying to replace you. That's what they try to do. So, you know, there was no need to restructure their contract. I don't, I don't fault him at all. Uh, but I think maybe he, they need to be looking at some other guys' deals <laughs> to restructure them uh, as opposed to doing it with Tyreek. And maybe they have. Maybe maybe they've done that. So, But I know he just he decided to, to publicize it. Uh, maybe he's saying, hey, look, hey, look, they try to get rid of me or they, they try to restructure my deal. <laughs> he let the fans know. He, he put it out there before, you know, it comes out from somebody else. So I don't fault him on that, man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you look at his history in general, like going back two years ago, a lot of people say if that that whole thing that happened with him a couple of years ago didn't happen, he probably would be making much more than what he was making. We got a kind of a deal on him based on what happened that offseason. Obviously, the Chiefs had his back on that whole situation, but they did get a discount just based on what was going on in in, in court and all the stuff that he had to deal with. So, um, and like you said, he – life's short. I mean, a career's get cut short. You know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, That's true. So it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. I, I don't fault Tyreek at all on that. And any fans out there who do, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, I, I love for people to say that about you and your job, you know, you know, imagine, imagine that an old person is trying to take a pay cut. You know, the company comes to you. Can you take, you know, can you take, take a couple thousand off your, uh, your salary? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to say yes to that. Yeah. You're going to go find another job after that. But so it's, it's always funny when people say that about other people's jobs. Um, 
But uh, yes, okay, so our next concern, we kind of talked about the receiver position. Um, we re-signed Demarcus Robinson, and there's a new rumor out there. We talked about the rumors, uh, but the Chiefs are interested in Antonio Brown, bringing him in as a veteran presence on the team. Now, given his history, do you guys have any reservations in bringing in a guy with that kind of baggage that Antonio Brown does have? After what Antonio proved it to the, the world basically last year, and I don't know if it had to do with, you know, playing alongside Tom Brady uh, that kept uh, kept him at bay. Uh, but he came out, he didn't, he wasn't very vocal. He wasn't very flashy. He just went out and did his job, you know, clocked in, clocked out, just like every other guy on the team. Uh, is that the Antonio Brown that, the new Antonio Brown since all of his incidents right now, you have to go with that because that's what he's proven. You know, he's right now proven that he's left his past in the past and he's, he's, a, he's a new guy that's still able to make plays. And um, you know, if having a chance to bring him in to put him alongside Kelsey and, and Tariq Hill, I think it'd be a phenomenal thing um, to line him up in the slot. I don't know if now that's kind of tough having two smaller guys uh, run X and Y because uh, you usually put a smaller guy at the slot to give him that uh, that two-way uh, run for inside-outside routes to, to take advantage of uh, uh, backers and, and, and safeties. But uh, we still need an outside big receiver, I think. And, you know, he'd be good to have. Uh, I would not think once or twice about not bringing him in. I think he, he's proven himself to be a whole different guy. So I tell you what, it, it is a cause for concern. I, I, look, I, I know E, I know you said, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the only guy that was going to be able to bring Antonio Brown back and 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 for him to be Brady, Brady, he was going to be the only guy. Look, veteran, proven, already has six rings. You know, oldest guy in the league right now. If he, you know, picking yeah. maybe older than him, but I, I don't know. But it, look, if one guy is going to bring you back. And you had to be on your best behavior. It was going to be Tom, and he actually played with Tom for a little bit when he went up there to uh, New England. So he kind of understood that. And so Tom had to have a personal conversation with him. Now, will somebody like Patrick Mahomes or some of the younger guys have that influence on Antonio Brown? I don't think so. You know, because he'd be looking at them like, "Look, young buck, look, this is this is my show." You know, you know, I was AB before before you became Patrick, so I don't even want to hear this. So I, I think that's had a lot to do with it, man. So I, look. I want to give him a chance, an opportunity. I think everybody has a chance, an opportunity. Uh, but there's always a cause for concern. I think you had to vet this guy a lot, and you just had to let the guy know, almost on a tight leash, you know, like some of the other teams did out there. Like, look, man, if you mess up, you gone. You out of here. Uh, but, uh, look, nobody doubts his ability. I mean, you know, he, he's an explosive player. He's phenomenal what he does with the football. But it's always that question of that character. Uh, and I, I look, I, I, lo I love to give him a chance, but yeah, cause for concern? Absolutely. Do you think Patrick Mahomes be able to, to, to corral him? I don't think so. Not like Tom Brady would. So that's that's my deal. Now, maybe if he comes in and, and Andy says something to him, and then, of course, the enemy, that may be a little bit different because I think Aaron's might have had a little bit to do with that as well. So that's, you know, it's all about respect, man. It's all yeah. about respect. 
Yeah, I was going to say Andy Reid would be a, a good guy for that. I mean, look at his track record. You know, Deshaun Jackson's a pretty boisterous guy. You know, reeling, he, he reeled him in. Michael Vick had those problems off the field, came back. You know, Andy Reid took a chance on him, brought him back. You know, I don't think, I don't think Michael Vick ever had any, like, you know, any kind of – Outside, outside of dogfighting, I don't think he ever had any kind of like issues yeah. on the field with his teammates and stuff. So that's you know a little, a little different scenario. Um, plus, he, plus, even like Deshaun, I don't even think you know from from. I just say uh, the the things that that surrounded AB. I don't think even Deshaun had as much yeah. noise as as AB did. Yeah. So, especially like consecutively, like like one after another after another, it was just like yeah. it was like a snowball effect with him. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just hope that he's a he's a he's a more mature AB. Like at that point, AB was in his prime. Like he was a top dog at receiver. You know, he was leading the league in, in receptions and yards. So yeah. um, being caught up in the moment, I don't. I'm not gonna say I, under, I understand or I blame him. Uh, I just think that it was a more immature uh, AB at that point that realizes what he was losing after no team wanted him. You know, and after. Brady brought him in, so I, I I think he understands what's at what's at hand and, and how he has to conduct himself. Uh, but also, that's just an opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I, I pray he, he, he's like that, you know, because sometimes it, it it takes you know some things to humble yourself, you know. And he went through a whole lot of humility, you know, with that shoe. <laughs> you start realizing the league that shield is going to protect itself. There's a whole yeah. lot of people to any player out here, and he, he and he got that in the face. Full front of knowing it, yeah. It ain't about you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so last question. We're going to stick with receivers um, just before we got on the show. Sammy Watkins has officially signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I mean, what, uh, obviously, what are your thoughts on that? And then secondly, what what is Sammy's legacy on the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, you're proud of what he's done for our, for our team, for our organization. Uh me, but Sammy hasn't broken any records, so I mean he's he's just a part of a good team. So and he came in and did the job that he was asked to do. Um, he 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 wasn't a Tariq Hill, he wasn't a Travis Kelsey. He was he was just Sammy, our, our slot guy, our playmaker. Um, uh, I mean, you, you take your hat off to him for for all the things that he's done for us, and uh, you know, wishing the best over Baltimore. You know, I I I, I always feel like. Um, I mean, the offense moves a lot better with Sammy involved. I think we, we all noticed that. Uh, but we have a, a quarterback that's getting more and more comfortable uh, with this game, that's able to make plays uh, with anybody, it seems like, that's lined up at the, at the receiver position. So um, if we get somebody that, that can, can put in the effort, as Sammy, you know, Kelsey, and Tariq does, uh, we're always going to have a successful offense just because of the guy that's running the ship. And that's uh, Patrick Mahomes. So you take your hat off to, to Sammy for what he's done. And you, like I said, just wish him the best from, at Baltimore. Yeah. I, I think it was a good sign about Baltimore. He, he'll, he'll definitely make that, that squad better, you know, which is, is just scary because they needed another receiver and Sammy gives them that guy. Uh, but, you know, the reality is uh, here, I mean, he, he, he played great when he, he was able to play, but he was plagued by injuries. Still, you know, injury bug hit Sammy while he, he played in Kansas City. And that was part of it because there wasn't a lot of consistency there. But because he is, uh, I think, a top three pick, I think he was top three pick when he came out, he's always going to have that about him. Like, look, here's a former first-round pick, top three pick. 
that every team is going to go ahead and try to buy to get. So, uh, you know, like you said, you know, hats off to him. You know, I hope he does well out in Baltimore. Uh, but, you know, you know, thankfully for the things he's done here and, you know, help, you know, propel guys to the Super Bowl and, and the win and stuff, that, that was good. That was good for him. But, uh, hey, that's it's NFL, right? It's, you got to move on. It's how, it's how these things work. You know, you play Baltimore, yay, you said, how you, you hug him, how's it going over here? You know, so, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those deals. So, yeah. You know, it's the same thing when we played Tampa and uh, Sean McCoy came up and hugged uh, Andy Reid and it's like, hey, man, you know, thank you for everything. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when, you, when we play Baltimore. You know, you're going to see uh, Sammy, it's going to be the same feeling. So, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. Like you said, it's business. Business. Yeah, I think um, as far as legacy goes, you know, seeing a lot of like what people have been saying on Chiefs Kingdom uh, on Chiefs Twitter, you know, he had what he did in the playoffs last year was, you know, he was a big part of why we even got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, his big game in the in the Tennessee game, and you know, his some of the huge plays he had in the Super Bowl uh, with Richard Sherman guarding him. Um, So uh, I guess those are his where his legacy will stand. Yeah, he didn't break any records, but you know, the offense you know was was smooth when he was out there, and it was it was noticeable too. when he wasn't there. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, there's one last thing I do want to ask you before we get out of here uh, on Twitter. Um, someone tagged Golden Tate, who's a free agent. Um, it was a, it would be a great slot guy, but what you said, E, about having two short guys, uh, two smaller guys um, out there may cause, I mean, maybe cause a concern, but someone said it was Chiefs should bring uh, Golden Tate. And then he tweeted back at him saying, I'm all about it. Um, would you be down with uh, Golden Tate coming to a KC? I mean, I'm good at having Golden Tate. He's a playmaker. He's a fun guy to watch. Uh, but what is Golden Tate 12, 13 years in? Yeah. It seems like he's been around for a long time. So, uh, And you take nothing away from those guys. They, they, they get to those years because they put in the work and they make the play. So uh, if he's still got playmaking ability in him, hey, I'll be happy to have him. Oh, yeah. Golden Tate to come in and catch, you know, 50, 60 balls a year, easy. Uh, you know, so he, he's and, and the thing is, you know, when you say, you know, Tyreek, you know, like the shorter guys, you, you can have a, a, a receiver. Out. I, I'm not sure how big Golden Tate is. I think he may be like 5'10", maybe he might even be closer to six foot. But we got, you know, a couple, you know, somewhat semi-tall receivers. But Golden Tate, would, he'd be a great addition. He would. He'd be a great addition at the right price, put it that way. So we just <laughs> let me end it with that. But at the right price now, you know, go take like you said. He, he can't come in here and start asking for you know, ten, twelve million a year. No, nah. you know, yeah. Especially now, because I don't think he he hasn't been in the Pro Bowl in five, six, maybe longer uh, years ago. So yeah, uh, I don't think his his uh, his ticket comes with that that high of a value. No, he he was doing he was doing a good job up there in New York when he was up there with him. And that was pretty much kind of like the only guy they had. Oh, uh, and Shre- uh, Shepard. Shepard. Uh, yeah, it was like the only two, but Golden was kind of like the guy that they was uh, was telling as being the number one. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's also been plagued with the injury bug over the last like yeah. few years. So I guess at this point, if we are going to go for a, a veteran, you know, that's the thing. People are saying that like, oh, Sammy Watkins, oh, we don't want him. He's, he's, he's got the, ha- the hamstring injuries. We don't want gold taste injuries. I mean, I mean, these, a lot of these guys are veterans. They're going to have some kind of, you know, some history of injuries. I mean, you're not going to find someone who's going to come off the street with with you know, with nothing, with no problems, you know. Look, look. Let me say this. Yeah, I tell you what. Before you say that, I, I have I don't see too many guys built like uh, 
Fitzgerald out there in Arizona. That dude has right. been what, almost 20 years in, and he's going every game. Right. You, you rarely see that. Rarely. Yeah. And, and, and two, I think sometimes, you know, depends on where you play, uh, you, you might feel a little bit better. You know, you, you go out of Kansas City, go and tell you, you might feel a little bit better instead of going up there to uh, with the Giants and what <laughs> you knew you weren't going to go to the playoffs. You knew you weren't going to the Super Bowl. Now you get on a team that, you know, that that has a, has a chance to to go back and repeat. Hey, you know, and bones start feeling a little bit better. You might, you know, come out with a little pep in your step. Yeah. Shoot. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so that does it for the show uh, tonight. Um, next week, we're going to have our Chiefs Kingdom Concern segment back again. We'll have, we'll have a fan come on and, uh, of course, discuss – Hopefully we'll start, we start to see maybe some uh, veteran signings um, and we'll, we'll be able to talk about that. And also maybe even see some trades. We saw some crazy trades that happened today uh, between the Niners and the Dolphins. So, you know, maybe she's getting involved in that. Maybe we trade up. I've seen uh, some people say that uh, I think we had, we had a scout at the Kyle Pitts uh, pro day, but I mean, I think everyone was out that, that pro day. So that doesn't really, that doesn't really mean much, but um who knows? Who knows? But uh, we'll see you guys next week. And please don't forget to follow us on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at, at Concerns Chief. Gentlemen, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you, too, Big All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.